0: Welcome into the End the Money podcast for Wednesday, the 21st of April, first of the final three days of this spring meet at Keeneland. Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, as we take a look at the late pick four. We had our streak busted over the weekend, so we'll uh, try to get you back on track, get a pick four winning ticket here between the two of us, and we start in the fifth race with three-year-old maidens going a mile on the turf. These are always challenging. Jim, where did you land in race five?
1: Yeah, I think it is challenging. I think I landed on Purple Dream for Paulo Lobo coming out of that Turfway race. Uh, uh, I have hesitancy. Joe Calamo has not been uh, very hot at all. He's not had very many mounts at Keeneland, and he's only won nine in, the, in 2021. I thought he would do better when he relocated to Kentucky. But this horse um, uh, had a terrible start at Turfway last time out and only got beat by three quarters of the length in six square and six furlongs. This mile out of Suit him just fine, and uh, hopefully he'll take to the turf. So, Purple Dream is my pick at five to one. But I'm also going to use Rusty Arnold's horse pregame coming out of a Gulfstream race where he finished length and a quarter out of the lead and uh, really improved first time on turf. Gets Luis Saez. His horse is probably going to be the favorite, but he was thirty four to one in that race at Gulfstream. So that kind of gives me pause a little bit. But he came out of a uh, key race, the race before, and obviously took to the turf better than they, they anticipated. So you got a big shot. Dance Mo for Grand Motion. Again, first time on turf at Tampa. Showed a big improvement. Only got beat three-quarters of Lincoln. Amazing special weight. Gets Johnny Velasquez ride. Uh, Snow House for Giroux and Cox. you got to include up at 67. Buyer first time out at Fairgrounds. And I put a long shot in here called Lavish McTavish. Cherie DeVoe um, has had some horses that have been competitive here. And she's uh, 13% maiden second start. This horse uh, ran in October last year at Keeneland, had the 11 hole, never really had much of a shot, uh, only got beat five links, though. She comes back here in what could be a good spot to improve and has been working steadily. So at 15 to 1 for BJ Hernandez, who's got a couple of long shots in, that one of them that knocked us out of pick four the other day. And Sharida Vola will include Lavish and Tavish in here. So five deep, Purple Dream is a very lukewarm pick
0: for me i ended up on pregame i like that improvement when the horse was put on the turf for the first time so maybe that was the key is getting this horse under the right surface and Sayas has just been so hot as a rider that him showing up here um, and it clinched it for me to go to pregame uh, House, uh cox is 32 percent with second out starters and this is a uh, cox and judmont and the judmont runners have uh, i think been doing very well at the meet been Next one I had on my list was Weather Prayer, looking for a bit of a price here. The Correas and Graham team have really been doing well. Their horses have been out running their odds for the most part. And This horse is 20-to-1 and comes out of a race uh, I think that Snow House uh, was in. So uh, I think that horse is a little intriguing to me, the uh, price on Snow House versus the price on Weather Prayer was not that far apart when they ran against each other. And now on the morning line, at least, uh, a wide there's a wide separation. So it might be a little bit of an overlay on weather prayer. I think Purple Dream is real intriguing as a grandson of Dynaformer. I think uh, the sire won here at Keeneland. 78 buyer in the debut on the synthetic and should love the Keeneland turf course with that pedigree. So I think that one is very dangerous. And then... Um, that's where I'm. I'm going to stop in the pick four just for budgetary reasons. But I had Dance Samo next on my list, and uh, and Lavish McTavish. I, I took a long look at as well, but I ended up having to pare it down for budgetary reasons. But this is uh, a very challenging uh, race to handicap. The sixth race, maiden claimers, three year olds and up, thirty thousand dollar tag for a mile and a sixteenth distance. Nobody really wowed me here. Nobody had hit the the buyer par. And so I thought I'm going to try to see if I can talk myself into a long shot. And I ended up on the one Tiz Valentino days at 12 to 1. It's Ben Colebrook, whose horses have been running very well, dropping out of Straight Maiden Company. And the winner of the debut came back to win. And nice inside post position. And so I'm going to take a a shot with this horse. Adara, I think, is probably the one to beat. McPeak is 27% on Turf to Dirt and this one drops out of Straight Maiden Company, and I think that's probably the most likely winner if you were looking at it from that standpoint, and uh, for me, certainly the one to beat. And then I'm Intrigued would be the other one I liked uh, for Brad Cox. Uh, I'd like to go deeper. Uh, Excursion uh, for Grand Motion, Good Juju uh, for Wilkes were both uh, intriguing, but uh, ended up, Uh, having to pare the ticket down, again, for budgetary reasons. So tis Valentino days for an upset for me in the sixth. How about you?
1: The two horses that I like are coming out of Maiden Special weight uh, races, one at Gulfstream and one at Turfway, uh, and that's uh, Adara for Kenny McPeak and Excursion for Grand Motion. Uh, Neither of these horses has lived up to expectations, and the drop from Maiden Special to Maiden 30 is a huge drop, uh, I looked at Tiz Valentino Days, and the only reason I did not include that one was uh, made in special way that uh, Mahoning Valley. It's not really, uh, in my mind, that much of a drop as it is from Gulfstream and from and, and even from Turfway.
0: Very fair so point.
1: <laughs> Adara is uh, is is my pick here. wasn't crazy about either one of them. Uh, also going to use Good Juju simply because uh, he has been consistent at this level. Uh, after dropping out of maiden special weight three races ago, um, but he's um, and he's maybe has found his level, but he may have to drop a little further. And then I'm also going to use I'm intrigued Brad Cox. This one debuted at maiden 30 at Turfway, so you don't know how uh, he's going to run on the dirt. Um, ran in the middle of the pack there at a, a six horse field, it just wasn't impressive at all. Um, but Giroud gets them out, so um, Brad Cox and Giroud, you got to put them in there. So not a not a great. Maiden-claiming race, uh, going to stick with the one that's dropping out of Maiden-special-weight, though.
0: Seventh race is the allowance feature on the Wednesday card. Non-winners have one other than, so first level of allowance company. It's three-year-old fillies, but they're going a mile and an eighth on the turf course, and uh, that's an interesting uh, uh, dynamic to add to the handicapping challenge here. Where did you land?
1: Well, it's interesting you said that because the two horses, I narrowed down from four to two, and the two that I'm using have actually raced at a mile and an eighth on the turf. That's Raina Del Sol for Bill Mott, who raced at a mile and an eighth at Tampa, got beat by a length and a half, then came back and broke her maiden at a shorter distance, at a mile. But she's got the mile and an eighth experience behind her. She was a favorite that day, so I think she may be the favorite here as well. The other horse I used was Viburnum for Kelsey Danner, who had a win here at Kingland, Uh, last week, and this horse runs back, ran an allowance race at Keeneland on April 9th, uh, did not not fire, he may have a little ground at the end, probably just passed the tiring horses, but at a mile-and-eighth at Gulfstream, uh, this this filly was very competitive, only lost a length and a half in an optional claimer. So those are the two that I'm going to stick with, having had that mile-and-eighth experience. Forever boss for McPeak. Obviously, big drop in class. They thought enough of her out of that maiden special weight, disqualified win, to try in the Florida Oaks, and then again the Bourbonette uh, drops back to allowance level, which should be more her, uh, more to her liking here. Uh, Go Big Green for Tom Amos also has a shot off that fairgrounds uh, comebacker after the uh, maiden breaker at Sam Houston. So, but I'm gonna stick with the two horses that have the mile and eighth experience in the two and the six. Reina
0: del Sol and Viburnum. I ended up going a little deeper than you when we get to the pick four, but those were too high on my list. In fact, Reina del Sol is the one I picked to win. The horse has uh, steadily improved for Mott and has run well, as you mentioned, at the mile and an eighth distance. Down on the inside, Forever Boss, uh, last two races in Stakes Company, so uh, this should be a softer spot, certainly. Uh, Viburnum, like Si, has taken the ride on this horse for uh, Kelsey Danner. And, um, again, you mentioned second and a mile and an eighth is is intriguing. And then go big green. Uh, horse has improved steadily for Tom Amos, who we talked to for the Today at Keeneland show that will air on the Wednesday show. And he said this is just a, a three-year-old filly that is uh, starting to improve. And he thinks she's got a good shot in this particular race. So uh, I wanted that one on my ticket as well. Takes us to the eighth race. It's maiden claiming 30,000, three-year-olds and up, fillies and mares. In the distance, we don't see them run much. Five and a half furlongs, but on the dirt. And I thought the two Wesley Wards in here uh, were going to be tough. I ended up taking watermark uh, for the Colebrook Barn. Uh, They get Sayez. Of course, uh, took a lot of money in the debut and then broke slowly. Get Sayez now uh, in the saddle. So on those angles, I took watermark. Uh, Tess Arena uh, had a 60 buyer here uh, running pretty well at Keeneland last fall. And then um, the one is the other Ward, and it's a first-time starter, and Wesley's 43% with horses debuting in maiden claiming races, Uh, fine prospect tour. So those three I think you'll probably be covered for the pick four. I think one of those three will get the money. So I'm going to use three when we get to the pick four with Watermark the win pick in the eighth race for me. How about you?
1: I agree with you 100%. Watermark's the win pick for me, but I'm also going to use the two Wesleys here. and That's an amazing statistic, 43% in debuting maiden claimers. Because you look at this horse and they say, "Well, Lester doesn't think much of her, but he puts them where they're supposed to be, uh, and that that means he didn't think this horse is quite making special weight uh, level. Uh, only uh, cost ten thousand dollars stud fee. So uh, this is a this is a realistic spot for him. And I, I actually like this filly a little bit better than than his horse on the outside because of post position uh, Rosario." and uh, maybe has some speed, got some speed into her. Got a 47 work on April 6th. So those three horses, the 1, 11, are going to finish up my pick four.
0: So pick four. For me, I'm going to go 3, 4, 6, 7 to start, uh, which is the uh, horses I talked about. I had to leave out a couple that I uh, thought had a good shot, but 3, 4, 6, 7. <laughs> then I'm going 1, 2, 3 in the sixth race, 1, 2, 6, 7 in the seventh, and 1, 10, 11, in the eighth for a seventy two dollar ticket, what's your ticket look like, Jim?
1: Yeah, I couldn't find a single either. Um, didn't go quite as deep. to cut it back with a third leg, but uh, my pick four is one, three, six, seven, eight. really uncertain about that first leg with two three six, seven with two six with one ten eleven, and that's a sixty dollar ticket.
0: Best of luck on the Wednesday card. We'll be back with two more editions of the In the Money podcast for the Keeneland Spring Meet here at KeenelandSelect.com.